Hi Darklings, the following episode contains opinions and speculation and should be taken as such. These stories depict violent crimes of all types and may be a trigger for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Darkened Doorway podcast. Your doorway to everything dark, crimey and weird. Hi guys and welcome back. This week we're finishing off our story about Belle Guinness and her farming adventures. But first, do we learn anything this week? Well, we did, but I'm really disappointed. I was telling you all about the cumbrellas, <laughs> which uh, is wait, wait, you know, wait. what I explain, thought. Yeah, sorry. Explain what cumbrellas are. You can't just say cumbrellas uh, like everyone knows what it is. Well, they might because it was a meme. Um, (laughs) It's uh, false eyelashes, basically. And um, I was really excited to learn that false eyelashes came from, uh, were invented by a prostitute named Gertie Periddle or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, she she designed them to prevent um, semen from running into her eyes or any Mm. other bodily fluid. But I'm very disappointed that I fact-checked it and uh, no, it's not real no very very sad all week you had me walking around the streets and every time i saw a girl with fake eyelashes it's all i could think about and Mm. even though now we know it's fake i'm still gonna have to think it every time i see someone wearing them i know and it created some really great discussions about well how did they stick them on their eyes and you know we talked about (laughs) sticky substances you know stuff so yeah now i am very disappointed anyway anyway we're we're a family-ish show kind of are we though dead things and murder and you know maybe yeah probably not probably not but i'm very disappointed that that meme was invented in 2021 people so and it created this wonderful um you know story and no mm. i don't even know if there was a Gerda Periddle. i i think she was just I, a made I up think, name to give it more yeah. you know strength I think to the history not. lesson i think if you're going to make up history like that and you know what whoever made it up obviously had someone they didn't like or someone they wanted to like make feel awkward wearing false eyelashes. And I'm sorry, but wow, hats off to them. That's an excellent yeah. way of doing it. Excellent. Excellent. Urban myth now, urban legend. Yeah. Don't know if I'll ever wear them ever again, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> so this Just way. Make sure that your eyelashes are not made from animal fur because mink is what they used to be made from. Yeah. So you want the synthetic one, people. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Not the yeah. yeah. Did I wreck that? Anyway. Now no. you'll be looking at everyone's eyes and going, <laughs> murderer or fur, yeah. and, and I throw like food dye on them because you don't want yeah. to throw paint at eyes, but you know, you still want to make no. a splash. Yeah. Anyway, yep. <laughs> so last okay. week we left you just after a whole bunch of men had gone missing after visiting Belle's farm and she'd already mm-hmm. gone through two husbands' deaths. And old crazy eyes, Ray Lamphere had been found sane by the court, which was really mm-hmm. annoying Bell, and he was released. So that's kind of where I've left you. Yep. Um, so just in regards to Ray, Ray being released, that was actually a huge problem for Bell because mm-hmm. Ray, well, he, he knew a lot. Like he knew a lot of what Bell had been up to and what had been happening around the farm. And her advertisements for men to just yeah. turn up with cash. 
Yeah. Mm. So I have mm. no doubt that she was really nervous when he got he got released. But it turns out Ray was not a fast learner because he kept going back to the farm after he was released. Oh, Ray. And she would like chase him off. And the last time he did, he, she immediately went to the sheriff's office and complained that he was harassing her. And she had him arrested straight away for trespassing. Oh. So the, the sheriff picks him up, tells him, look, don't go there. Let, let it go. And he kept going back because he's not too he bright. He must have loved her, right? Like, because they he, got it on. So, yeah, yeah. I think he really did. But Belle just kept scaring him off. So he was super unhappy. And what do people do when they're really unhappy about a situation? <gasps> Boil bunnies. Oh, sorry. No, that's, no, no, that's just you. Um, <laughs> no, no. He started talking to everyone because mm. he wanted to vent and get his feelings right. out there. In fact, he started to talk about things he probably shouldn't have, including talking to the neighbours about Andrew that was still missing at this point. Yikes. Yeah. And can I just clarify, this is a really important point. I don't boil bunnies. No. (laughs) It was a reference to to the movie Fatal Attraction for people that haven't seen Fatal Attraction. It's the whole bunny boiler thing. Yeah. You haven't seen it? Oh, I haven't seen it. It's amazing. It's so good. I haven't seen it. Is that what? the one where is that the one where they like she crosses her legs? Yes. Or something? So yes. I've seen the the what's the that show with the guy in the eighties in it and he was like huge for comedy, like rip off shows. Yeah. Uh I know what Hot you're talking shots about. Or it. Something? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, yep. there's like a famous scene where they take the piss out of that. That I actually know. And that's the only reason I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Well, she, um, I won't ruin it for everyone, but yes, I will. She got a little obsessed and it sounds like Ray didn't take this path and, uh, yeah, she boiled up the kid's bunny and, um, yeah, a little what? again, like Catherine Knight. So sorry. What? Boiled Go back. the bunny? Yeah. The pet. Like a legitimate bunny? Yeah. The pet. That's a bit rude. The daughter's pet. Yep. Oh. Fed it to the family. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. Yep. She loved him very much and was very upset. She Mm. should have just talked about him. But anyway, go back to Ray. Ray was telling people. go John Wick on someone if they hurt my babies. Um, Anyway, (laughs) where were we at? So in Ray and and Belle's mind, they were thinking that Andrew's disappearance was no longer their problem, right? Like he's gone. So he's no Mm -hmm. longer a problem. Mm -hmm. Except that Andrew's brother... Elsie, he felt differently about it. So after Andrew didn't come home after visiting Belle, he wrote to her and said, hey, where's Andrew at? And she came back to him and was just like, like she said with that other guy, Oli, mm-hmm. she said, look, he wasn't at the farm and maybe he'd gone to Norway to see some relatives up there. But Andrew's brother was calling absolute bullshit on this and Belle responded with, fine. Then if you want to come and search for him in Laporte, you can come down. And if you want me to help you look for him, you're going to have to pay me. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, and bring your checkbook. <laughs> but yeah, she did. Yeah, the audacity of this woman. Like, <laughs> you know what? You, you want me to look for your missing brother that I supposedly lured down here with my feminine wiles? You're going to have to give checkbook. me that checkbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Belle was actually getting pretty nervous though. She was so nervous that she actually sought out a lawyer and this 
she found M.E. Leiter, who was an attorney in the area. He was on Main Street. And if anyone knows the answer to this, please let me know, because I spent a solid couple of hours trying so hard to find out what the M.E. stood for, for this lawyer's name. (laughs) It was nowhere. I even found his graduation record from 1895, (laughs) and it was still under M.E. I'm like, what is M.E.? Maximus Elitus. Yeah, it's driving me insane. It's like, oh, it's making my skin crawl. I've actually sent a message to the the county of Laporte and I'm waiting for them to get back to me because I need to know now. It's one of those like obsessive things. I'm like, I have to know. What was his first name? Was it Michael? Was it Mark? Was it Matthias? It was Maximus for sure. It could have been. Who knows? And I will know. Oh, I will know, my pretties. Anyway, if anyone knows, just let me know and put me out of my misery already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so Belle asked this lawyer to help her draw up her will because she believed that Ray was such a threat to her and her children and he'd threatened to burn down their house and harm them, she told him. Oh, wow. She named her children to inherit her estate and if she outlived them, for the proceeds of her estate to go to a Norwegian orphanage that was in Chicago. Wow, she's a lovely woman. Yeah. But what she didn't do was interesting about this because the one thing she didn't do was she never went to the police and told them that he'd made these threats. Right. So it's interesting that you jump, you're so scared that you would go and get a will drawn up to cover you, but you wouldn't go to the police to protect you from it. Wait, is she the owner of the orphanage? Like, is that <laughs> is she going to go missing? And you know, we're going to find a foot washed up on a beach. No, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, in February 1908, Bell hired a new farmhand called Joe Maxon to replace Ray, and Joe mm. seems to have settled in pretty well because he was still working at the farm on April 29th when he woke up in the night and he smelt smoke. He was actually on the second floor of the building. So that kind of indicates that the fire started on the first floor. And when he opened the door, he was greeted with this wall of flame. So he claims that he called out to Belle and the children and he got no reply. And just as this wall of fire came at him, he leapt from the second story window and just escaped the flames killing him. Wow. He then ran to town and got help. By the time everyone got there, the house had already been burnt to the ground. Now, inside the ruins, they found the bodies of three children. Oh, of course they did. And the headless body of a woman. Oh, no. Yeah. Headless body of a woman. Yeah. So Ray, of course, was questioned. But he claimed he was nowhere near the farm and had nothing to do it and had nothing to do with it. But unfortunately, a farm boy had sighted him running away from the farm just as it burst into flames. And Ray Mm. was suitably charged with arson and murder. Pause for Mm. effect. Sorry, just sipping my tea. (laughs) I need my tea. I just gave you the tea. (laughs) So it was assumed at the beginning that these bodies were of Belle and her children, Myrtle, who was Mm -hmm. now 11, Lucy, who was 9, and Philip was 5. Except it wasn't long before some questions started to get raised. So first of all, the body of the woman that was found, who was headless, even without her head, they worked out she would have been around the five foot three mark. And Belle was a lot taller. Belle was around five seven, remember? 
fire shrinks things. You know, remember the leather yeah. jacket in the dryer? Yeah. <laughs> Not that much. Okay, um, also, the body of the woman in the house was only around 56 kilos. And if you remember, Belle was mm. almost double that weight. Very strong, yep. Yeah, and I'm assuming that the bodies that were found were not actually consumed by fire and rather were decapitated and smoke inhalation must have been the cause of death because they were able to tell the person's weight and kind of the height and all of that kind of stuff. And a little bit later you'll see that another thing that was found wasn't damaged by the fire, which is interesting. So there was no photos that I could find of the bodies. I know that sounds very morbid. So that's why I'm kind of assuming that they were dead through smoke inhalation or something like that rather than actually burnt burnt up. The whole missing head, though, you mm. probably can't breathe in much smoke when you don't have a head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can still check and see if she had some smoke inhalation before the head got chopped off, but yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, obviously, they really wanted to prove this was Belle and they tried to locate anything that was able to help them confirm it was her. They even got a gold miner to come to the property and he sifted through the remains of the house and managed to locate her dentures. So the dentist in the area confirmed that these were in fact Belle's dentures. But again, Ooh. there was conjecture on what that meant because there was talk that the sheriff had been paid off to plant them there and that's how they didn't get destroyed by fire. Because uh-huh. they weren't destroyed. And if you see photos of them, like they're not damaged which you'd think with extreme heat they would have been. How many teeth? Uh, it was like the full front bridge. Yikes. She was a gummy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she was so popular with the gentlemen. Um, anyway. <clears throat> now, <laughs> the coroner, Charles Mack, however, he believed that this was enough to confirm that Belle had died and he closed the case on it. She was dead in his eyes. That's interesting. And in the eyes of the law too. Mm. Now, while this was all going on, Andrew Hellinger's brother, Azel, had arrived in town and he told the local sheriffs that his brother had been visiting Belle and was now missing. And he believed that his brother had met with foul play at her hands. He told them about how his brother had been seduced by Belle and that they had spoken of marrying and that she needed some quick cash to pay off that pesky mortgage of hers. Mm -hmm. You know, that mortgage that every guy who'd come down had apparently given her money for already. Mm Mm-hmm that one Mm -hmm. he explained that his brother had taken his life savings pulled all of it out of the bank and come running to bell's property never to be heard of again so ray who was under arrest at this time he told them all about bell's crimes which i'm sure he was involved in but of course he left that part out and he Uh claimed that bell set the fire to her own house and murdered her children inside. But everyone was kind of discounting that because he was under arrest and been seen running away from the fire. Yeah, and accused of being insane at some point. Mm. Mm. And he had those crazy eyes but that fine moustache. Yeah, and he kept harassing her too. Yeah, but it's interesting that he was going around saying these things at the same time mm. as Andrew's brother who had become even more concerned once he'd spoken to the people who were attending the property because they'd been digging up trying to find those signs that it was Belle. And while they'd been looking for those signs that this was Belle's body before they located her dentures, while they were digging, they were finding things like men's watches in the ground. And they were going around the property trying to find her head at that point because obviously she was decapitated. Oh, it was missing. It wasn't with her. 
No, it was gone. It was it was missing. Right. Okay. Sorry, I missed that point. Okay. Yeah, right. sorry, I don't know if I made that clear. But yeah, no, the head was missing. So the sheriff's men were trying to find the head and they were digging around the property trying to find it. To the pig pen, I say. Well, so Asel started to do a bit of digging it around himself and he and some other men that were working there dug near the refuse area of the pig pen and lo yes. and behold, they started finding bodies wrapped in cloth. They found four in total in a pit and one of them was actually his brother, Andrew. Belle had sliced them up and wrapped them in oilcloth and buried them in one pit. She was a butcher or a butcher mm. assistant at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Her skills came in handy. So after this came out, the new farmhand, Joe Maxson, you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he told the sheriff that Belle would get him to carry large loads of dirt to a large fenced-off area that the pigs were fed in because there were these deep depressions in the soil and she wanted them filled. It's probably from all that not suspicious nighttime digging, you know, mm-hmm. the ones she got seen mm-hmm. by the locals doing. Mm-hmm. Shallow graves are really annoying like that. They do tend to sink over time. They do. Yeah, really so annoying. So inconvenient. Mm-hmm. So Sheriff Smutzer took a team of men back to the farm and they started to dig in earnest. And on May 3rd, 1908, they found the body of Jenny Olson. Belle's adopted daughter that apparently had gone away to finish her education. Oh, no. So she was 18 when she went missing. So she was a grown Mm -hmm. woman and, yeah, looked like she had been murdered. She saw something that she wasn't supposed to see. Yeah, or she displeased her in some way. Yeah, that's right. Or she had a very good insurance policy. (laughs) Probably. They then found the bodies of two smaller children. And they then went on to find body after body after body. And in the end, the bodies that were able to be identified included, and this is a list I got from the Legends of America website. So I'm going to read that out because it's really concise and it's just going to go through all the bodies that were identified on the property. (sighs) So um, old Budsenberg from Wisconsin that we spoke about earlier, they found him. Thomas Lindbow, Henry Gerholdit from Scandinavia, Wisconsin. He'd actually gone to marry her a year earlier and he'd taken $1,500 and a watch, which was actually found with his body. So that's how they identified him. So she'd taken that money off him. Surprised she didn't sell the watches. But maybe yeah, that was just you could give it away too easily because it's a small Probably. town and stuff. She probably would have got caught a lot quicker if she had. Mm, true. There was Olaf Svenhood from Chicago. There That's was John four. Moe from Minnesota. Five. He was another one that was found with his watch. And that was actually, his watch was actually found in Ray's possession. So interesting, oh. Ray. Don't tell me you're not involved if you're stealing watches, buddy. <laughs> and there was also Olaf Lindblom. He was only 35. He was from Wisconsin. And there was Benjamin Carling from Chicago. He actually had gone to Laporte to secure an investment with Bell. At least that's what he told his wife in 1907. And he'd <gasps> taken $1,000 from an insurance company and borrowed from several investors to do so. And in June 1908, his widow was able to identify his remains at the Pauper Cemetery because of the contour of his skull and his three missing teeth. So it wasn't just men that she was luring. She was also killing other people's mans. Rude. Yeah. 
Now, understandably, this was huge news. Like everyone yeah. carried the story. And suddenly the local sheriff's department was inundated with people claiming that they had missing brothers, uncles, just all male family members, really, that had responded to these personal ads placed by Belle. And they had all travelled to see her with their money stuffed in their pockets, only never to be seen or heard of again. <sighs> so once again, thank you to Legends of America website, as they have another amazing list of the potential victims that were never able to be proven. So it's important to understand this property was muddy and just full, full to the brim of dead bodies. And there are actually heaps of photos, crime scene photos on Murderpedia, and they're quite detailed. So if you've got a squeamish stomach or you don't want to see hacked up rotten bodies, probably don't go and look at that. But Ellie, I'm going to instruct you to quickly Google it because I want you to see the sheer number of people that turned out to this. It was like it was a country fair. But the the potential victims list was Christy Hackthon, Charles Nerberg, John McJunkin, love that name, Olaf Jensen, Bert Chase, and a hired man called George Brady, TJ Telford, Frank Redinger, Emil Till. I've lost count. Is that 13? Oh, there's, well, there's a lot. We get over 40. <laughs> what? Yeah. Lee Porter, Johnny Hunter, Abraham Phillips, the wow. daughter of a Miss H. Weisler of Toledo. She just disappeared. I'm guessing that was one of the kids. An unknown man and woman were also apparently stayed there overnight and they went missing the same night as Jenny Olsen, the brother of Jenny Graham from Wisconsin, who had left her to marry this wealthy this wealthy widow in Laporte, but vanished. Uh-huh. Sounds like Belle, huh? Another unnamed guy who'd just gone there to work. One more that had gone there to sell Belle his horse and buggy, which were found with several other horses and buggies at the farm. <sighs> but he wasn't. Wow. So you can go onto the Legends of America website and read a lot of details about all of that. But yeah, basically in the end, they were able to confirm 14 victims. But in reality, they think it was closer to 40-something. And God knows if there were more, because if if they'd had forensic science like we do today, there were just absolutely fragments left of people, and not to mention the literal hundreds of people who were traipsing around the crime scene. There is no way in my mind they would have been able to really define exactly how many bodies there were. Even by today's standards, I think our forensics teams would have a serious hard work on their hands. (gasps) So, um, Ellie, you need to look at those photos because... Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm going there now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, my goodness. There are so many people there. Yeah, it was like a main event in the town, it seems. Like, I guess if you don't have Netflix, I guess that's as close to watching a horror as you get. Wow, there's people pushing up against the fence like a like it's a rock star. Like there were children there. There's a there. fence of we're putting this one up. This is yeah. incredible. There's people climbing trees to look at the crime scene, mm, and then yeah. in the actual crime scene, there's like more than would you say like 150 at people, least. men. I feel like the whole town and then some would have turned out for this. This was a major yeah. event. Men in bowler hats were there. 
So on the 22nd of May in 1908, Ray faced the courts for the murder and arson charge and he pled not guilty and hinged his defence on the fact that the bodies discovered in the house was not Bell. He claimed the dentures that they found were planted there by Bell and he had nothing to do with it. And in the end, he was actually found not guilty of murder. Wow. He was found guilty of the arson and he was sentenced to 2 to 21 years in an Indiana state prison. There's a big gap right there. Yeah. What, he gets to choose? It's like choose your own adventure? I guess. I guess it's like they didn't really want to do it, but they kind of had to because, you know, a bunch of people were found dead. But by December 30th, 1909, Ray had died in prison from tuberculosis. Oh, poor Ray. So you would think that might be the end of it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like we're never going to find out what Bell actually did and all of that kind of stuff. But actually, uh-huh. a few weeks after Ray's death, a padre came forward and he told everyone about Ray's confession prior to his death. So here's what Ray told him. Uh-huh. He said that Bell would put out these lonely hearts ads and get some poor sucker to come to see her at the farm. And once he arrived, she would make him comfortable, flirt with him, make him a large home-cooked meal, pop some drugs in his coffee. And once he was nicely drugged and compliant, she would get a meat cleaver Um. and hit him over the back of the head. Now, if she wasn't in the mood to cleaver them, you know, and I'm guessing it's probably because she didn't want to like clean up after that, because that'd be quite messy. She would wait till they Mm. were asleep and then with a candle in hand, she would sneak into their room and chloroform them and she would then carry them down to the basement and dismember them and wrap them in oilcloth and bury them in the pig pen. And do we remember Uh how she was seen by that man standing over the bed, that sinister look on her face? How close must he have come to death? Oh, so close. So she must he mustn't have eaten all the drugged food or been that sleepy and yeah. he's woken up. Or maybe she just didn't feel wow, like scrubbing the so floorboards. Lucky. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. It's a lot of effort. A lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So she also had these hog scolding vats. So I had to Google this because I didn't know what a hog scolding vat was. Uh, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a for people like me who don't know what that is because, you know, we just don't do that. Um, it's a vat uh-huh. of hot water used to scold the hair or the feathers off a dead animal. Mm-hmm. So she had these big vats and she would put their bodies into it. And then once they were done being scolded, she would just cover them in lime. Uh-huh. So she was like slow cooking them too. Yeah. 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 I think I don't mm. understand why. But anyway, um, and if she was just having a really rough day, she would just quickly chop them up and feed them to the pigs. You know, kind uh-huh. of like using the dryer on the Smelly washing machine when you know you there. should really hang it out on the line, but you just can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using that because right now it's a little bit overcast and drizzly here and I've got clothes in the dryer which could probably wait till tomorrow when it's probably going to be 35 degrees and sunny again but I just can't be bothered Hmm. so I get it so chop them up instead yeah Yeah, and feed them to the pigs yeah Yeah. Yeah, if you're feeling lazy or you could throw them out and get new ones yeah you could do that too So Ray was able to clear up the mystery of the headless woman in the house also. 
So uh-huh. apparently, Belle had recently organised a housekeeper from Chicago to move in with her. And she'd only been there a few days. Oh. And Belle got her there to help cover up for her runaway. She drugged her and bashed her skull in. She cut her head off and weighed it down and threw it in the nearby swamp. She then dressed the body in her own clothing and took out her dentures and she left them with the body to ensure people would think it was her. She then chloroformed her own children and smothered them to death and dumped them in the basement and set the house alight. That's a lot of forward planning. A lot. A lot of chloroform too. You would think she would have gone for someone her own height though. Just I know. Saying. Put that in the ad. Housekeeper must be five foot eight, you know, <laughs> to reach the upper, kilos, you know, dusting quite areas. muscular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grumpy face. Yeah. You know. Angry look. Resentful. High bun. Yeah. yeah. So according to Ray, he didn't murder any of the victims, but he did admit that he helped her dispose of a lot of the bodies. He thought there are around 42. He also said he was waiting for Belle up the road from the house and that she was meant to meet him, but she never turned up and instead ran off through the woods and he never saw her again. Ray also told the Padre that Belle by this time was super wealthy. He figured out she must have amassed around $250,000, which in today's money is around $6.7 million. Wow. So she was set forever yeah but these were (laughs) of course the stories of a dying man in prison Mm -hmm. but the sheriff to their credit they took it seriously and they actually bothered to look at Belle's accounts to see if any of this could be confirmed and she actually did have a small amount of money in her savings account but all her other accounts had been completely drained of all their funds a few days before the fire surprising ah (laughs) Now, the body of the dead woman was buried next to Belle's late husband, Mads, on the belief that it was her because the coroner still wouldn't admit that, hey, maybe that short mm-hmm. person with a completely different build is not Belle. Makes me wonder if perhaps mm-hmm. he took a bribe. And in 2007, her body was actually exhumed to see if they could compare the DNA from the body to an envelope with DNA on it from Belle. But unfortunately, they didn't have enough DNA in the body still, so they couldn't solve it. Ah! No! It's the most frustrating thing. No. (laughs) Yeah. Now, sightings of Belle went on for decades after all of this happened, and it was never confirmed (laughs) that it was actually Belle, any of these sightings. However, there is one interesting theory. One local boy claimed years after the fact that he'd been delivering groceries to a lady purported to be Belle's best friend, a voodoo woman in town called Elizabeth Smith. He said that he saw Elizabeth in the kitchen with Belle the day after the fire, but he was too scared to say anything because, you know, voodoo woman and mass murderer. Voodoo. And, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of course, by the time he spoke about it, they couldn't verify it. There was another rumour that came out a few years later when Elizabeth died. They were going through her stuff and in between her mattresses in her bedroom, they found a human skull. Oh, of course they did. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because of the voodoo of it all. Uh (laughs) And no one really thought this was odd because she was the town's voodoo lady. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. But it's like, hello, there was still a head missing. (laughs) Yeah. Now, other people said that they saw her board a train to Chicago. 
But of course, it couldn't be verified because she'd got on a train and left. And there was no CCTV footage at the time because, you know, the 1900s of it all, early 1900s of it all, (laughs) not 1996 people. Sorry, I'm still dirty about that. Uh Fair enough. Fair enough. Previous episode, peeps. Yeah, previous episode, (laughs) student telling her lecturer um, she wanted to reference an article from the 1900s. It was 1996. I'm not okay. Anyway, now I'm going to tell you another little story. Oh, yay. Bonus story. Bonus story. So on the 9th of February in 1931 in Los Angeles in California, a heavy woman in her 70s called Esther Carlson was arrested for poisoning an 81-year-old man called August Lindstrom, a Norwegian immigrant. (gasps) She apparently did this for his money. She actually died in prison before she could face court from tuberculosis three months later on May 6th. So not a lot was known about Esther and her life prior to getting caught has never fully been verified. It was almost like she popped into existence suddenly. (laughs) Now, there were some similarities that people couldn't really ignore when it came to Esther and Belle. Mm -hmm. So much so that the authorities asked two residents from Laporte to go and view Esther's body to see if they thought it was Belle because physically they looked quite similar and also because the way they killed was matchy-matchy. Matchy-matchy. There was also a photograph that Esther had on her of some children that looked a heck of a lot like Belle's children. Now, one of the people was shown a photograph of Esther's body and the other actually went to the morgue to confirm the identity of this body if they knew it. Now, both people confirmed that they believed this body was Belle Guinness. (laughs) The man from Laporte, he claimed he had contact with Belle on a regular basis and the woman in front of him had the same fingers, eyes and hairline as Belle and also the same characteristic twist on her lips, which he explained was a unique quality that only Belle had. Now, the person who looked at the photo said he thought it looked exactly like Belle, but Belle had a wart on her face and this lady didn't. Even still, he said, look, that's definitely Belle Guinness, despite this difference. And I was like, okay, is this wishful thinking? Mm, Maybe. But there's a little extra twist on that. And it turns out the photo that the man had been shown had effectively been photoshopped by journalists back in the day and the original showed she did have a wart on her face. (laughs) That's fantastic. Photoshop in the 1900s. That's it. (laughs) So we still don't know if that was Belle Guinness. That's the theory behind it. Yes, we do. (laughs) But it looks like she must have got away with some serious serial killing and also paid out Jack the Ripper numbers wise. Yeah, I was going to say, like she, she, her numbers are up there beyond. Ridiculously high. Yeah. Wow. So that's the story wow. of Belle Guinness and, and Esther Carlson and her murder farm. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon Esther was Belle? Let us know, guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, sorry. Mm. <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly. Yeah. Just wanted to kind of give a shout out to the resources I used for this one because they were yep. invaluable. Legends of America, which I've already already mentioned there's a book by max hines called multiple murders which was also very useful and swords and scale did a really good paper on it where they discussed a lot of the debate whether or not esther was Belle. excellent so that was a really interesting read if you guys want to check it out 
So, yeah, I'll pop those links up on our show notes and, of course, put together some lovely photos for you guys to explore. (laughs) And don't forget to rate us, like, five stars, people, come on. (laughs) Um, And share it with your friends and family and let us know what you like, what you don't like and what you want to hear about and if there's any cases Mm -hmm. that you want to hear about Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to stay up at night scaring myself reading about all these Crazy, crazy people. It's what we like to do. I it's do. Okay. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a problem. My husband looks scared. It's fine. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Until then, darklings. Bye, bye, bye. So gruesome.